Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie Uncensored. We have officially moved to Patreon. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. Come on, bitch, bitch, bitch let's go. <laughs> Well, welcome back. I have the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City alumni Angie Harrington on for part two in our The Stranger Things of Utah series that we did. It is a series because part one and part two cover so many of the oddities that have happened coming out of Utah, and there are so many. So in this part, we're going to talk about some of the other paranormal things happening in Utah, uh, and then we're going to tackle some of Angie Harrington's experience on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So buckle up, buttercup. It's going to be a ride. And with that, I'll bring us in with Stranger Things soundtrack. That's like what Utah is. It's it's wild. And then when you realize, like, um, don't underestimate, like, the use of symbology and all this. Once you start studying symbology, you're like, this turns into a Dan Brown novel. And, like, symbology is everything. It's everywhere in front of our faces, specifically in the media. And what role it plays, I really don't know. But um, there's a lot of symbology in the LDS church as well. It's just fascinating. I'm like... Give me an example. Give me an example of LDS. So on our temples, we have a lot of symbology. And then we have a lot of symbology in common with the Masons. And I'm no longer LDS, but I respect a lot of my family and friends that are. I just want to make that disclaimer. But um, there's a lot of symbology in line with the Masons, which goes back to Solomon, the Solomon Temple in the Bible and Solomonic magic and how the occult plays into it. And it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And whether it's light or dark, I don't, I can't determine that. There's a lot of like, I've read so many accounts and talked to so many whistleblowers about negative experiences they've had with all this stuff. And then I've also talked to people who say, if you use magic for good, it's light magic, it's good magic, you know, and I don't know. I don't know how it all works, but I find it fascinating to study. Me too. And I, I do want to say, did you ever hear about the Satanism panic of 1985 in Utah? <laughs> oh my gosh, the Glenn Pace memo. I have read that thing and it is fascinating. I mean, it's actually really sad, quite honestly, because a lot of this satanic ritual abuse, all these claims, um, did they are turn really out to devastating. be uh, were they tr- I mean it, what's the feeling I mean, in Utah that it's true? It's bullshit. Like, what do they feel about both, it? Both. So most people in Utah don't even know about it. I think it's kept very hidden, um, which also makes it really challenging to know if it's real or not. But there are so many whistleblowers here that claim they have experienced it and have been through it. So the Glenn Pace memo basically was a memo or uh, uh, the presiding bishop of the church at the time, I think it was in the 1960s, his name was Glenn Pace, or he could have been an apostle, don't quote me on that, but he was given an assignment to go out and investigate if there were kind of these underground satanic groups performing these horrible rituals. Now, I have friends 
firsthand who have been through this stuff and they it's not like it's recovered memory for them sorry there goes my doorbell no take Um, a minute stop for a second I'll edit that out and then start again I'm well no my nanny will grab it we're good okay but I have friends firsthand who have been in these rituals and claim it's real now the problem is there's no evidence like it's really hard to find blood samples to find out if they're actually happening but uh, supposedly a lot of these people who make these claims do have the scars to back up their claims, but they're very fragmented. And so it's hard to know what's real, but the church had Glenn Pace go out and do some research and find out if it was happening. And basically he concluded that, yes, it was. He had like 60 different accounts of people who have been through this. So I think that was leaked. I don't think that was supposed to get out. So fast forward to like 2019, you have um, David Hamblin arrested in in uh, Utah Valley for the same thing, satanic, the satanic ritual abuse ring. We have a breaking news update to a Fox 13 investigation. The Utah County Sheriff's Office has arrested one of its suspects in a ritualistic child sex abuse investigation. Fox 13 News investigative reporter Adam Herbetz has been following this story all year, and he's live in studio with an update. Yeah, Max, this is David Hamblin. He's a former therapist, and that's his previous mugshot from back when he was charged with 18 counts of sex abuse in 2012. We first found out about this new case from victims in February. That's how long we've been accumulating information on this man. And the first thing we did was look back at that old case, trying to figure out why those charges were dropped by the Utah County Attorney's Office. You can read it right there on your screen. Even though Hamblin confessed to raping one of his young female family members in an undercover phone call recorded by the Provo Police Department, Hamblin was not the only suspect back then. And even though he was arrested this morning, we know he's not the only suspect now. On your screen, in April, we started interviewing victims for the first time on camera. That's Brett Bluth, one of Hamblin's former patients. He says he used to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he was recommended to Dr. Hamblin for conversion therapy. That's something he wanted at the time, but he says those sessions took a turn. Hypnosis was a big part of it. He told me that from the very beginning, that that was his main technique. Dr. would say, do you want to be healed of your homosexuality or not? And the answer was yes. Do you think this time it will be different? I do think it will be different. I think in part because I have some information that can connect some dots. Then in May, the Utah County Sheriff's Office spoke about this case for the first time publicly, announcing it was opening a ritualistic child sex abuse investigation spanning three counties, Utah County, San Pete County, and Juab County between the years 1990 and 2010. They did not name any suspects, but the next day, Utah County Attorney David Levitt held a press conference naming himself and describing his link to Hamblin. This therapist was my elders quorum president in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He was my neighbor. I had a family connection and I testified at that divorce hearing. I'm well aware of who the therapist is, and I'm well aware of many of the players here. 
Levitt said the investigation was politically motivated, but even after he lost his bid for re-election, the investigation into Hamblin and others continued. And all of that, of course, leads us back to today, this morning, with what the Utah County Sheriff's Office describes as its first arrest. We expect they will have a press conference this afternoon, and we will be live from Utah County with that update when it happens. For now, in studio, Adam Herbetz, Fox 13 News, Utah. And you have our district attorney, where I live, implicated. Oh, my which, God. Stop. Yeah. Now, he was not convicted. Okay. But there were people I read. So I found these are fascinating and hard to find for specific reasons. But I read all the victims account, all the victim reports that were given to the police department. And they definitely say they definitely claim he was there, our district attorney. I don't know if that's true. You know, that's the problem with he said, she said. And but there are multiple witnesses that place a lot of these people at these crime scenes now. But the thing is, they weren't arrested. Only one guy was arrested and he was kind of the leader of all this. So that just like begs to question, like, is this real? Is this happening? Is there even evidence to convict these people? But Fox 13 did a great job reporting on this. Thank goodness, because a lot of people won't touch it with a 10 foot pole. And um, something's happening. I don't know what I don't know who's in charge. I don't know what's happening. But there's been a lot of reports and now some arrests suggesting that it's going on. So I don't know. So I want to stop there for a second, because what Angie's talking about is part of, I guess, a portion, a small component of the satanic panic of Utah. The satanic panic in Utah actually started in 1980s, and it's been an ongoing fear amongst Utah people that children are being used in rituals by sickos, okay? And I know it sounds like, oh, that's conspiracy theory stuff, but actually there have been people, as Angie mentioned at different times or another, related to sexual abuse scandals to do with some of the reform schools, and et cetera, where the kids actually feel like they experienced child abuse in a ritualistic environment or using that. And so I'm about to talk about that a little further, but I wanted to clarify how Angie Harrington's example fits into the satanic panic as a whole, which was actually like a movement. So the, the flip side of what you just said was that some people believe that the panic was kind of a, they, they wanted it to be true. So they coerced children and people that were interviewed I guess, for the purpose of elevating the moral compass of the whole society of Utah, that would be the agenda. And possibly essentially used uh, techniques that are sort of unproven, uh, like hypnosis, automatic writing, repressed memory studying, you know, where you go back and you are hypnotized and you talk about your past lives. So they were saying that the stuff that they relied on for evidence was also very new agey. So I'm not yeah. sure, you know, so they weren't really sure if it was just something someone imagined in their mind after being manipulated or if it was actually a true memory that they experienced. And it was a lot of really scary allegations. So, right. you know, it's really like you said, it's up to everybody's own interpretation. Was this 
someone's agenda to get people going about a higher, you know, to elevate their morality and avoid Satan. And so they created this uh, self-fulfilling prophecy by manipulating a hundred people to tell a story about how they were uh, confiscated as children and put in these ceremonies, but survived it and using like hypnosis and all this stuff, which is a speculative or was it real? And they like just. No, totally. And that's, that's the hard thing to determine because from what what I've seen, and I could have this wrong if I remember correctly, at least in Utah, I don't believe hypnotherapy or re- recovered memory using hypnotherapy stands up in a court of law. Um, and so that makes it extremely challenging because a lot of these memories are repressed. Now, like I said, my friend remembers it clear as day, no repressed memories, no recovery. And this was straight from the horse's mouth. Wow. So his experience. Let's get her on the show (laughs) or his, get him on the show. I mean, I'll have to talk to him because his, I, and I don't want to speak on his behalf, but his experiences was really interesting and is definitely in line with a lot of what these whistleblowers are claiming, you know, and then you've got the other school of thought, which would be, there is a program called MK Ultra where they fragment your mind. The government practiced this. I want to say 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe still today. I don't know. And it causes you to forget these things that are happening. I was given a glass of Kool-Aid and so were the other children. This Kool-Aid was spiked with LSD. It was horrible. In the early days of the Cold War, the CIA ordered the creation of a secret program intended to find ways of mind control. They funded an army of psychiatric institutions across the United States and Canada to perform experiments on unsuspecting patients using psychedelic drugs, sensory deprivation, electroshock treatment, and more. The program was known by its codename, MKUltra. So there's so many ideas that I really am not an expert on. I've just read, I try to read both sides of everything and determine from there just to make sure I'm not getting too deep down a rabbit hole that isn't sustainable. And my best guess is it does go on. I don't know how common it is. I don't know how widespread it is. That I don't know. All right. Let me tell you why I think Utah is a hub. Okay. Let's and then hear. you Let's you can hear. you can comment if you want to after each one. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so, there are rumors that Utah actually has multiple special energy vortexes. Do you believe that's true? Or how do I you do. have you experienced it? I believe that's true. Okay. Now, this is why the place is supposedly very haunted. And it's also why there's supposedly so many uh, spiritual retreats and everything that pop up in Utah, because people are drawn to the energy without realizing it. Yeah. By the way, I did go to one of these really hardcore retreats in Utah. And uh, at one point they had us all put on gowns and say like we were goddesses and we married ourselves. It was so weird. Oh gosh! <laughs> and I paid for this. I just <laughs> honestly, my my suggestion to everybody who looks into this stuff: remember, you are sovereign of your own mind. That's where the cult stuff gets scary. Is people start to feel like somebody has power over their own mind and discernment. 
that is you, you and your higher power. And that is it. Nobody gets to be your vessel to God. That's but, my opinion. Yeah, this was just a, this was a retreat where they were trying to empower us. So it was, again, you said symbolism. It was supposed to be yeah, symbolic. Okay, it was more yeah. ritual. It, okay, it was more hilarious. Like, yeah. And then they had us go, <laughs> they had hot springs there. So the, the big draw to this particular retreat was that there was a hot spring. And so you could go in that and it had minerals and it was supposed to be supercharged. There's a lot of hot springs in Utah, which some people believe are like batteries. You know, there is something to be said about the healing powers of these hot springs. I have not done enough research on those to give an educated opinion, but um, it is interesting. They're, they're supposedly very healing. Yeah. And, and then there's another thing that's really weird about Utah. And that is that there seems to be an energy in Utah that attracts abuse of children in school environments. Okay. Hmm. Hear yeah. me out. All right. Okay. We we know the Provo, Utah, you know, school that Paris Hilton went to and many of her friends were uh, emotionally and sexually, potentially and physically abused while they were there. There's been- That was in my backyard. Okay. Did you ever see the school? For the full scoop, join the Dishing Drama Dana Patreon. The link is in this audio description. It's only $6 a month and you'll get the best information and tea about the things you care about and even the things you don't know you care about. What are you waiting for?